Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Oi, oi. You're here with the Fight Network. Luke and Sean Krieger. You're listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Scott McLeod here for Eat Sleep Suplex Retreat and I am here with not one but two guests here on the podcast. One is known for making towns and scudding clowns, the other one is known for putting balls and ripping jaws. It's the blood tourist, Luke Kingshot and Scud Master Sexy Craiger. Gentlemen, how are you? Hi, good, how are you? I'm good, man, thank you. I'm good, my man, I'm good, just for having us. No problem. Uh, before we get started, a little bit of housekeeping, you can follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Suplex Retreat. And make sure to subscribe us on iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, all good Android podcasting sites. Give us a rating and five stars. Uh, gentlemen, if you like to plug anything on your social media. Um, so it's just on Facebook, just Looking Sharp. And on Instagram and Twitter, it's at Looking Sharp PBW. Uh, all of my stuff's the same. Twitter, Facebook and Instagram is all at Kiger PBW. Good stuff. And uh, that said, we'll get to our first question. It's a question we ask uh, all of our guests because we always get different answers from each person. And that is, why are you passionate about wrestling and where does your passion come from? Uh, Craig, I'll start with you. Um, probably the same answer you get off every day. Um, and I'm sure Lou's will be quite similar. Um, kind of got hooked when I was... Just a <laughs> <laughs> Got hooked when I was wee. Always wanted to get a bash. Um, I was relatively late in starting. Um, for most folk over here, I didn't start training until I was like 17, 18. Um, as opposed to Lou, who, when did you start? You must have been um, I think I was 11 or 12. Right, so I was I was quite a bit later than most people. Um, and as soon as I started training, I just kind of I got out, just fell in love with everything all over again. Like it went from being a fan and loving just watching what was put out to kind of getting a love for how everything's done and how that product's put out. So, how about you? Um, I just, generic answer really, like I liked it when I was a wee guy. And I, I don't know, I was always just kind of attracted to the kind of lifestyle of being a wrestler and travelling about and, do you know what I mean, getting to see the world and do something that you're enjoying rather than being fucking stuck in office your whole life, do you know what I mean, so. Okay, so did you not know each other before you started training? Uh, no, um, Deck trained at the Erdry School when I was already training with PBW, um, and, well, it was the same school, sorry, um, in Barhead. It was Ross that put us together. Yeah, because we kind of similar, similar gimmicks, but at this point, Deck didn't know how to wear knee pads. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he had these big, bright pink tights and these heavy, shite knee pads. They would wear over the tights. Right. Show, so I, thought, I basically took them under my, my tree of knowledge, trying to let them fucking take in the shade. I don't know if something that's that height can be called a tree. <laughs> probably be like, I don't know, at the very most, a shrubbery. Maybe, a shrubbery of knowledge. Oh, that's but like, body shaving. Right, so 
what happened was I had these big horrible pink tights, right? They were horrible. Sorry, before this, Ed had a big horrible grey fucking unitard. Right. Is that what they're called? Like a big fucking. It's a singlet. You I should like know that. You should know that. Right. So I got. No, but it's not a singlet. It's, it's good. Right, it's my socks. It's my fucking socks. It's my fucking socks. Right. So basically, what happened was right. I thought I always liked Undertaker. Right. So I thought Undertaker's got a cool as fuck singlet. Nobody else has got a singlet like Undertaker. So I thought right. All about that. I thought what else is cool as fuck? Batman. Right. Ah yeah. Right, you know where yeah. I'm going here. Uh-huh. So I thought I'll order a big Undertaker singlet in like classic Batman grey, and I'll look, look, I'll be cool as fuck. You know what I mean? And instead, Batman grey singlet came out like a big fucking ballet thing, right? Right. I love you thinking that much of yourself that you're going to be a fucking Bruce Wayne Undertaker. <laughs> sexiest man in professional wrestling. Obviously, you've got a wee fucking opinion yourself, aren't you, you prick? <laughs> But um, I still think I could get that over, right? I still think that Batman. Can you think anything cooler than Batman and Undertaker put together? Admittedly, I didn't pull it off. Yeah. Admittedly, the big fucking Bally single wasn't the way forward. But there is a there is a market there. It does sound good. It does sound like one of those situations where two rights made are wrong. <laughs> to be fair, that's just hurtful. Man. <laughs> that's just hurtful. But so that is. Please <laughs> came all the way, didn't you? <laughs> Slap me in the face. <laughs> Uh, it didn't have socks, but like, genuinely didn't have socks. That's actually, that's actually quite annoying. It didn't have socks. It did didn't have socks. It 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 didn't have socks. And obviously they would plug the school, so that's obviously what attracted me to it. Um, and see, obviously seeing like seeing the PBW shows for myself as a wee guy, it shows you that it's no a million miles away. Do you know what I mean? It shows you it's not just oh big Americans are oh, they're doing it. There is obviously at the time there was there was less I've seen, but there was still a scene uh, here that you could go and be a part of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the lose answer was actually much more professional than mine. Um, <laughs> Up until I started heat training, I wasn't actually aware of a Scottish wrestling scene at all. Mm-hmm. I was purely like hooked on WWE, and I didn't even know there was wrestling out with America, right? Like that New Japan that just blew my mind. I didn't know that sort of thing existed, right? Like, he's talking about guys shows like my first show I went to, I went to when I was helping out training had Vader on it. And like I didn't even know he was an import. I just thought we were going to have Vader every month. I just thought oh, this is a, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. We've got Vader. will be big boss man next month or whatever. Um, he did for rest in peace. He wasn't did not start training. I don't think he was going to turn up. Dead. That's rude. Um, but anyway, I literally just I was just about to turn eighteen. Um, I was at uni doing something that I was shite at. And didn't like, and thought I don't want to do this for the rest of my puff. What would I want to do? And obviously the answer was wear hardly any clothes and roll about the guys. <laughs> so I put that in the Google, got some questionable hits, <laughs> and um, refined it a wee bit, and then got a couple of hits for wrestling schools. And the first one I came across was PBW. I was lucky enough that this, the Airdrie school was only like twenty minutes up the road from my house, so I kind of stumbled in it, if yeah. I'm honest. Right. And. If you could go go back to before your first match and give yourself one piece of advice, what would that be? Who was your first match? Uh, Kenny Williams. Oh, is it? Same as you? Um, don't know. Well less fake tan. <laughs> Definitely well less fake tan. I cut about like my whole my high school years in fake tan all the time. Like, how did I need to, man? I don't know. 
Uh, well, my first match, my gear hadn't come in in time, so I was gutted that I wasn't going to look like Undertaker. Um, so instead, I borrowed one of TJ Rage's old singlets mm-hmm. and one of Drake Stone or Drake the Snake. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> old um, pleather trousers, and I thought, well, this is cool as fuck. If I can't look like Undertaker, I may as well look like Kevin Nash. <laughs> but if I could give myself any bit of advice, it would probably be in a couple of years, Ross is going to convince you that it's good. Team Willow, <laughs> say no. <laughs> that would probably be the main bit of advice I would give myself. I um, your fucking meal ticket. <laughs> like, like, Lou has aged horribly in that time. Like, you used like, to wait for fucking stress <laughs> and fucking carrying you in my back. You already looked horrible. Like a paper on the high flats. Mate, you used to tagging you, man. You used to fucking call yourself a sexist man. I still am. You used to call, yourself, used to call yourself looking sharp. And some people, some people could have thought, ah, maybe, maybe. And now you're a fucking shelly, man. You've aged horribly. I've actually brought you on here to talk about this. Right, okay, is this an intervention? Right, there is. There is. There is. elaborate setup all along. Right. You, you, you've aged horribly, mate. I'm sorry, but you have. Well, if we're being honest on the podcast, we need to talk about the fact that you're heavy fucking shite. <laughs> <laughs> right. But before you're and we disagree like, and we disagree fucking analysis. Well, you know how all the time the other tag teams spend thinking about spots yeah this is what we think about right what the fair what type of cow was that just a normal cow I was going to say if it was a Highlands cow I'd give it to the cow but so what are you going for I'll go for the sheep my man yes bullshit mate a cow would just fuck them up I thought shit it'd just fucking be stop them right I don't like it's the stone on it. Right, that's not the one I talk about. Sorry about that. Uh, sorry. That got, that, that, got off, that got off topic quickly though, I'm sorry. <laughs> Forget the mega press, we need to move on before the fight network explodes here. We'll talk about that later on. <laughs> so, when I hear people talk about the PUW Academy, they mainly talk about head trainers either being Kid Fight or TJ Rage. Did you work more with Kid Fight or... I know you work more with Kid Fight now as part of the fight network, but when you were training, who was, uh, did you mainly work with? Yeah. Uh, I was TJ Rage. Mm-hmm. Um, TJ took the Erdrew School, um, and the way the Erdrew School kind of works is basically up until a certain point, um, there's no real difference with the training between Erdrew and Barhead. And then I would say, kind of, once you get show ready, yeah. once you're past the sort of academy attack stage, mm-hmm. and you're then looking to break on a Rossi, onto Rossi's shows, mm-hmm. um, if you want, a better chance of that you kind of need to get yourself a bad head and get yourself in front of Ross a bit more often um, but to start out with it was I was TJ and then after a certain point I was kind of split between the both you um, I, I was mainly Ross but um, I, did, I did train with TJ a lot I started training before I was in elementary school so TJ was when I first started um, I think for maybe the first year or two maybe um, TJ was like kind of like the assistant there and um, Ross was away a lot he was working in um, Europe quite a lot of the time so a lot of the time it was TJ it was um, heading up so um, I did train with both a lot but Ross um, mainly for myself Alright and what would you say is probably the worst piece of advice you've, you've either gotten or you've heard someone else can I get 
people always talk about best I, advice, but sometimes you get you don't get the best advice. Some people when they're starting it. at the school or like just in general. I think like just in well either or. Um, the worst piece of advice I've probably got, and I don't know if you'd call it advice, but the worst suggestion I've ever got <laughs> is um, before I teamed with Lou, I used to team with another guy that trained at Airdrie. Um, was actually much better than Lou and I would have been much more successful. <laughs> is this a bad cunt with the he, fucking fire pants? If he kept training, you might not talk about him, he's my mate. Okay. Is he not a politician? Uh, no, he's not a politician. He did run for office. <laughs> <laughs> he, did, he did run for office. Like, like basically, oily Jeremy Corbyn. Basically what happened is, well that's the best image ever. <laughs> um, but basically what happened is, that, the, back to the big undertaker thing, right? Um, oh, was that why he was his cane? I had crosses down the side, right? Mm-hmm. Because obviously, yeah. and he had like he made my gear look good. He had like very generic black trunks with like fire coming up it, right? So we were like the best generic actual era team ever, and we were wrestling at SSW. Uh-huh. God rest it. And the promoter came up to us afterwards and says that we should get um, some sort of combination between our gear. Yeah. And then the first idea that he had was I don't know, maybe like I don't know, a burning cross. And that's not the best suggestion for family shows. He didn't understand why, but yeah, I still think that tag team with a burning cross would probably have brought me more happiness than Lou. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm getting over the image of an oily Jeremy Corbyn to be honest. Oh, yeah, I'm going to have that image on me. Lou? I don't know, some bad advice. Like. We have all seen you wrestle. You have certainly listened to some bad advice. Mate, I only hear fucking knowledge. That's <laughs> why so I'm fucking shit hot. I think that question came across, I, d- I didn't expect it to, but I think that, <laughs> that question came off a bit negative the way I said it about getting bad advice, so we'll kind of counter that with some, maybe the best piece of advice you've gotten. After you, Lou, I went first time thinking time <laughs> um, on that one. Fucking, I don't know, if I, like, if I was to give someone advice, or... Yeah, well, another question I have is... Yeah, arrogant that. bastard. No, we're not talking about you again. You can actually open your ears. I don't know. Take I, can't some advice. I actually did have a question. Advice, if you have any advice for people who are thinking of starting training, so what if I blend those two questions together? I think if I was to give somebody advice, I would say just keep putting yourself out there. Like you need to be in front of as many people as you can be. Do you know what I mean? So you need to be on every fucking social media platform you can be. Do you know what I mean? You need to be sharing the shows that you're at. You need to be letting people know what you're doing and where you're going, um, and just. There's no harm in trying to get work. You know what I mean? A lot of people wait about and they're wanting the they wanting shit to come to them, do you know what yeah. I mean? But you need to you need to reach out to people, you need to find people, you know what I mean? Fucking get on them, get find email addresses, find Facebook pages and I fucking get on with it. Gaff it ass. Be- best advice I've probably got, um it's probably like it's been for a few folk like Ross and TJ have gave me um Andy Wilde's forever one that's given me. Um it's kinda just like when I was first starting out, or the last a couple of years ago, um, I was always quite passionate about trying to get maybe not good, but at least passable as many or as much in wrestling as I could. Mm-hmm. And basically, when folk have sat me down and told me that the best way to kind of try and find some success is to find what you're good at and really hone in on that, um, because like for example, when we were wrestling the Kings of Cats the other week, me and him had a conversation before the match that. If we tried to just wrestle the Kings of Catch style, yeah. we were never going to be as good as the Kings of Catch. But if we stick to what we're good at, mm-hmm. we think that we've got something to offer there. Um, and that's probably the best advice I've had as well in terms of stop trying to kind of be a, a jackie or trades and master in and just really try and hone in and make yourself different for everybody else. Good advice all round. 
there's people coming up to the scene uh, all the time nowadays. There's plenty of good talent on the scene, particularly from PBW though. Is there anybody you've seen in the academy that's training now or just started wrestling more frequently? Do you think people should be looking out for in the next year or so? Um, Ian Skinner is the first one that comes to mind. <laughs> um, he's doing really well. Logan Smith and Owen Jacks. Oh, well, what's that? I don't know. He's wrestling. Then he was on your show. Daz Black. Daz Black. Daz Black. Uh, he's fucking different class. Aye. Really good. Look, Ross and TJ are quite. They're quite. I don't want to say lucky because that sounds as if they just fell in it. But yeah. like, um, for the past couple of years, maybe the past two or three years, they've had a lot of really good talent. That because they started as young as Luke yeah. started, mm-hmm. they've maybe just been a wee bit too young. Yeah. To regularly get on shows, you've maybe seen them here or there on like the Odd Showcase match or whatever. Um, but this year, or maybe just getting into next year, they're all going to be turning like 18, maybe 17, 18. So I think there's actually, like, I know, I know obviously we're biased, we would say that, but <laughs> there is an awful lot of talent coming through at PBW ah. now, um, which is actually like, the reason why like, I'm trying to run like, a, a tournament with that. Yeah. It's not just to kind of throw them a bone. It's literally just because I do think there's a lot of good talent coming through there. That's that it's just getting to the right age to now. Yeah. Um, and I think that six months time for now. The thing about these boys as well, but is like with people who start older, you see them. They're kind of the first the, when you first start seeing them. Do you know what I mean? They might be sloppy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because then it's understandable. Do you know what I mean? They've done the first couple of matches or you know what I mean? Only first couple of matches on bigger shows. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas these boys like. Even though they're kind of unfamiliar to kind of mass crowds, they've got years of experience. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Over like these kids that are starting at fucking 23, 24, Do you know what I mean? Which is a perfect, a normal time to start. You know what I mean? But these boys that are starting at the likes of fucking 12, 13 year old. By the time you start thirteen, by the time you're fucking twenty three, you know what I mean? Ten years experience. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the great thing know about there being so many good training skills like. Uh, like the main three like PBW Source and the Asylum every one of them is producing really good talent and it sounds horrible but because they're all producing at such a high standard one if people like us don't keep up our level yeah. we'll get overtaken yeah. so it means that we need to get better and it also means that if somebody comes through and they don't bust their ass, then they're not going to make it so I think as a whole um, the talent that's coming through is going to make everybody better Hopefully especially no especially when these younger boys bust on as well, do you know what I mean? Like, I just saying about like, we all need to fucking up our game, like, that's alright, you know, when there's guys coming in every so often, but with the sheer amount of boys that are coming through at like, 16, 17 at PBW, it's not going to be just like, three or four kind of guys arriving on the scene, it's going to literally be like, what, fucking, like 10 of them, you know what I mean, that are all just yeah. fucking, just there now, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. ready. So basically what we've been doing while But he's an all shite <laughs> Basically what we've been doing is while they've been training We've been trying to find as much possible dirt on promoters So that if they do try and drop us We can fucking sing their shit We know Ross We know I mean all your shit well, I'm, I'm warning that to all promoters out there If you want a book looking John Cragger Please clear your history <laughs> oh, I don't matter to play now We've got that We'll be the fucking Scottish wrestling WikiLeaks <laughs> If it will be <laughs> Just just send them all emails Just saying we know You know what well, they, know. they know They know They know we know <laughs> That's what worries them They know that we know 
you have wrestled obviously a lot for BBW, but you've wrestled in numerous promotions across the world, including ICW. And how do you find working in front of different crowds for a different promotion? Because a crowd that you wrestle for, like surely PBW, is going to be vastly different to an ICW crowd. I think that's one of the most important things in wrestling, and I think if you really want to have any sort of longevity in wrestling, you need to be able to adapt to any sort of crowd. Do you know what I mean? Like it's all well and good somebody who can go out on an overrating show and be the fucking man, but then when it comes to a family show, do you know what I mean? They can't keep up. Do you know what I mean? Or it's just it's, they can't adapt. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't work. Yeah. They're fucking they're cutting half the workload there. Do you know what I mean? More than half. There's a lot more family promotions than there is over 18s, do you know what I mean? I think any wrestler should learn how to work a basic kind of standard family crowd before they start trying to impress kind of internet marks and shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> I, think, I think both of us have been lucky that we've both got to do so much in yeah. all-star camps. Um, I think, obviously, that's like PBW shows or whatever would seem like ICW these people that come to these holiday parks the holiday parks are like, um, like a, either uh, a thing of their own but I think that's the I think it's the camps that sort of teach you that versatility that Lou's talking about and like he said as well like, like there's folk on adult shows that are probably or they are much bigger stars than me and Lou are on adult shows but don't translate to family shows and be the same token there's people on family shows that are huge on their shows bigger than me and Lou but they don't translate to the adult shows. I think one of the things that we've managed to be quite lucky at is we've managed to be quite quite adaptable and try and get as much work as we can everywhere. Yeah, and when we go back to a team that you mentioned earlier on, Craig, the Kings of Cats, you recently had a, a tag team title match against them, uh, King of Honours. How is it getting to wrestle a team like the Kings of Cats? Well, they're, they're a brilliant team. They're, they're a fantastic team, um, you would probably, in their sort of style match, there's few better in the world, probably. Like, maybe in that style, like, they're up there with like, probably the Young Bucks and that, um, in terms of that real sort of indie style. Um, so, to an extent, it, it is quite nerve wracking at points for us um, when we go in a match with somebody that's got, the, they've got such a different style from us. And I guess for anybody as well, no matter how confident you are, there's nerves as well, considering that for the past year, year and a half, the kinds of cats have been killing it with everybody. So if we had had a shite up, yeah. the empty's gonna go, or the kinds of cats had an off night, they're gonna think, well, they two are obviously shite and they couldn't keep up. But um, no, we were, well, I think we were, I was happy with it. Absolutely, like, it's definitely the kind of match it takes us out of comfort zone. But obviously that's what that's what that's what we're looking today. And actually, you know what I mean? We've been there long enough, and we've done the fucking everybody knows that we can be funny. You know what I mean? So it was good to fucking show everybody that we can drop a gear. You know what I mean? And we can be mild and punch a phone with dick and <laughs> take a tantrum. And then obviously, well, I'm not, but he can he can, <laughs> he can do some moves and shit. You know? What obviously, I mean? in an ideal world, I'm not gonna lie. You obviously in an ideal world, like. We are the fucking Stone Cold and the Rock. MD that tells you they don't. Where are you going with this? <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying like MD that tells you that they don't want to, that they don't want to be the main guy. Yeah, like it's talking shit, right? But like I can't speak for Lou, but I'm, I take quite a lot of pride in the fact that over the past eighteen months, ICW felt confident to really put us in any position. Yeah, and expect us to pull something out of it. 
and again, that, I think that was something like that. Like it very much came across as like the kings of catch needed a match, mm-hmm. so we'll put them in. Which some people might have looked at as a bit. They might have been pissed off at the fact that it was kind of like a, a placeholder, if you will. Um, but we're quite happy that they've got that faith in us to put us in wherever they need us, and they've got the faith that we can pull out a good entertaining match mm-hmm. for. And to follow on from that, I want to ask about how you're feeling with your current position in ICW because you've been peering frequently. You've got a few tag team titles, first with a couple with the Kinky Party and then again with the Kings of Cats. You were also featured as one of the teams in the uh, big TLC opener to Fear and Loathing this past December. How are you feeling at the moment with your current position? Because you had uh, some clashes with Mark Dallas with Lou almost not being able to enter the square goal. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm happy with what was in ICW, like Dick was saying. They've all, they're, they're putting the faith in us to, to put us anywhere in the garden. We can go and you know do a thing, perform. I think it's just a case of when they give us the opportunities like they did with the, the tag title match. It's a case now for us to go and show that we can be that next kind of level. I think that in both is like more so Lou than myself. But like before we proper started teaming together, like we'd both kind of flirted in and out of ICW yeah, to yeah. an extent. Like Lou done the thing we told. Um, I, I was on off ICW for. Years, yeah, I mean, like, three years, Lou, Lou three years. Um, it wasn't until we started this, it was uh, properly. So. Wait, Lou had done a bit of them. I'd done, I think, two or three shows when I was teaming with TJ. And whereas now that I think that both of us feel quite, we finally feel as if we've sort of solidified a spot on the roster. Um, which, at least for myself, regardless of where that is in that roster, if we've got a guaranteed yeah. spot there just now, I'm happy with it. <laughs> because it's one of the, one of, if not the biggest independent companies in the world. And regardless where you're on that card, you're going to be wrestling folk that are that either are world class or very close to world class. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm I'm really happy with it. As like Lou said, I think that not in an arrogant way, but I do think for the past couple of months that like, everything we've been given, we've kind of done well at. And so I'm confident and happy with where we're sitting in there. No, it's, I like that. It says as long as we've got that spot on the roster um, and we're a solid part of the crew, we're fucking we're happy to be wherever they want to put us. If they want, fuck, they want us to open the show or end it, do you know what I mean? Regardless, yeah. we're going to go and fucking cause it. <laughs> Good stuff. But, uh, originally, the King of Horrors is where you got your tag and tail match. You were one of the teams along with Kid Fight scheduled to take part in the tournament itself. Uh, before, I think it was Fight that made the decision not to take part. Was there any frustration in not getting to compete because you have been one of the few true trios that have been working in the UK in the last couple of years? There was and there wasn't. I know that's a shite answer, but yeah. like, um, there was a bit of frustration because, like, as much as me, Chrissy, and Ross are always together on promotions, and we're always like put together as a package. We don't actually get to actually wrestle together all that often as a three-man team. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think all three years we're confident that if we actually got that chance with the exposure of the ICW, yeah. that we could really raise a couple of eyebrows. But I, th- I think as well, like in the few chances that we have been gained as a, a trio, um, working with the uh, likes of Bad Company. Each time we've been gained that shot, we've went out and had some of our best matches as individuals, you know what I mean, like not just as a unit. Yeah. So uh, it was a shame that we never got to obviously go on a show that was showcasing that style of wrestling and show our fucking little take on it. But no, I wouldn't say, I say frustration. I mean, who fucking, who won it? The Bad, bad, bad Company. company. We'd be Bad Company. Yeah. The show before, yeah. so really, who's the fucking king horse? Yeah, so so that, that that was the good thing for us. Like once we once we had that win over them, because 
obviously there's there's other sort of teams in ICW, but yeah. in reality there's only really that I can think of. Well, if you don't count Stevie, because obviously Stevie's been hurt. Yeah. Um, but with Stevie out of the picture now, there's only really two full-time three-man team. Yeah. Like us in Bad Company. And even Bad Company, it's not really Bad Company because Wolfie's not there. It's mm-hmm. Tam. Like obviously, no disrespect to Tam, but yeah. that's no Bad Company, do you know what I mean? That's just the purging Tam and BT. So I think that, like he says, the show before, I think we proved that we were the, the best three-man crew we've got. And once we've proved that, we don't really need to be in that tournament. Yeah. So, fuck it. Fair enough. Now, obviously, like a lot of fans, uh, more from when they see you, it's together as a tag team. I was wondering, how do you find tag team wrestling as opposed to when you're wrestling as a singular? Because most people start out as a singular before being placed in a tag team. I enjoy tag wrestling. It's just a, a gas less. <laughs> no, um, it's just. Depend, it depends on who who it's with, do you know what I mean? Um, obviously, I've got good chemistry with <laughs> um, No, but ta- I really enjoy tag wrestling, especially when you're in with somebody that you've got good good chemistry with. Especially the stuff, that, like, like we were saying about the, the trio stuff, that's something I would definitely like to do a lot more going forward, if we could, obviously, fucking as a unit. Like, I feel like there's a lot that we've no done yet, and we've got a lot that we've still to show. Aye, same as Lou, same as Lou. Um, I personally prefer tag wrestling, I just think it's more exciting. I think the more bodies you've got in the match, mm-hmm. the more exciting stuff you can do. And also it makes it easier to be different for everybody else in the card. Yeah. I'm lucky when it's like me and Lou or me and Ross tagging together because like, if you're just threw in with a, like another like a random singles wrestler, it's hard because it's two different gimmicks trying to come together to make one. But because me and him have tagged together for as long, like, even though they're both of in there, it's kind of like we're both working towards getting the same gimmick over, yeah. which makes both our jobs easier. It's very like obviously we tagging with Deco, we've been tagging together for years now as well. When it gets that way, where I know his shit like I know my own, you know what I mean? He could fucking he could probably, he could call Matt one of my matches to you, like right now, you know what I mean? Like, it was the same shit every well, pretty much. Yeah, I've got, I've got like one match, you know what I mean? And I change, finish something. <laughs> 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 No, but it's like, obviously we've got that chemistry now where we've been working together for for years, do you know what I mean? It's almost like it starts to become kind of seamless, do you know what I mean? It, feel, it feels good as well, like, feeling it grow, you know what I mean? Like, feeling it grow as a, like, as a team and as a kind of fucking, as a unit. Enough. As Dick said, he uh, prefers tag wrestling, as he depends on who he has. Some people prefer tag team wrestling, others prefer singles wrestling. But, uh, well, Lou said earlier about getting yourself out there now, like I say, be here all day listening to promotions and that. That you've worked for, but is there anywhere else that's still kind of on your maybe got a list of that you want to work for any particular titles? I want to work for? absolutely everywhere, like everywhere in the world. Like, I want to go to fucking mad war zones and all that. Like I sent my CV a company in Bosnia once and they never got back to me. But if he's a listen, <laughs> I'm still ready to come. Um, no, I, I just I enjoy travelling. Um, I enjoy seeing different scenes and seeing different kind of. It's almost like a different wrestling culture, in a way. Do you know what I mean? Seeing yeah. their take on it and seeing all the mad weird shit that they do and the rest of it, you know what I mean? But no, no I really enjoy it. If we could wrestle everywhere and anywhere, then of course we would do it. But um, obviously Lou gets... Well, I appreciate he's been nice, but Lou gets out in a bit in terms of internationally an awful lot more than me. But like, obviously if we were to get out more as a team, that'd be brilliant. But like sort of realistically see if for the next year or so if, if all that we had was what we've got just yeah. now and we were able to build up ourselves and make ourselves a bigger deal here 
that would I think that the, the international stuff would then follow because we would be a bigger commodity. Yeah. Um, so if I got an off, if I got an option tomorrow to go and wrestle abroad, then I'd snap yeah. my hands off for it. <laughs> um, but what I say is like in the meantime, if I don't like to say all of it, it's it's shit, but. If we'll, we'll keep doing what we're doing now and keep building up what our brand, if you will, then it's not a bad place to be in. Because I, I mentioned Tails because up until recently you were the uh, the PBW Tag Team Championship for about 900 days before, do I rub it in <laughs> <laughs> or bring up bad memories? But you, which was awesome, so that's why I was asking if there were any particular titles you had your eyes on. The ICW ones. Aye, in, t- <laughs> in, term, in terms of titles, we've kind of been, we've been flirting around the sort of ICW title scene for a while now. Yeah. And I think that the the times that we've we've had a we've fought for them, unless I'm wrong, I think we've only ever fought for them at the garage. So I think the next step for us is to get a shot of them at one of the bigger shows. Ideally, if we can get them, Shugs is coming up. I mean, I don't see him mm-hmm. else in the horizon for the Kings of Catch. Yeah, we pushed them probably as far as they have been pushed in the last couple of months. So that wouldn't be bad, but. Um, Apart from that, we'll take we'll take any, 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 any titles any titles you want to give us, we'll take. Very good. Uh, before we move on, I had a couple of questions I wanted to ask for you, just kind of as, individually, if that's okay. Uh, I'll start with you. We've talked about wrestling internationally. You've recently been uh, wrestling in countries like Denmark and all mm-hmm. that, and you've been winning titles over there. How is that experience wrestling over there? Like you said, getting over and experiencing kind of different wrestling cultures. Denmark's like well, second home. I mean, like I'm, I'm there. Like at least every kind of second month now, it's, it's good to see. I think it's good as a like as a performer. It's good to see how different kind of places react to different stuff. Do you know what I mean? And I definitely noticed that a lot of the same, a lot of the stuff that they would go over here isn't going to work over there. It's a bit like in Denmark, MMA is really big. Um, so like like any kind of hokey looking strikes and stuff like they're just they're, they're, they're no buying it you know what I mean they're no into it but no like, like I said travelling's like one of one of my main things I like to see the whole world and I don't want to fucking pay for any of it you know what I mean so uh, no that's definitely definitely a goal to go as many places as I can um, on somebody else's wallet <laughs> no I'm joking but no I really enjoy getting to go and getting to fucking because a lot of these scenes are younger as well um, and it's I think it's, it's good to get in these places early and you know what I mean get to be a part of them growing and getting to see fucking their guys getting better yeah. and their shows getting bigger you know what I mean and I just I fucking, I fucking love it <laughs> I don't think it's a bad request to go in the world and somebody else's wallet <laughs> and uh, some of us here at the podcast were present at a Discovery show last year where you kind of got into a bit of a heated exchange with one Simon Miller who unfortunately couldn't get too physical as he was injured at the time but he has gotten back into it and he's wrestling more frequently would you still be up for a match absolutely Simon Miller is a fucking dafty right <laughs> I've already said everything there is to say about him so I'm not going to sit here and call him hundreds of names but now that he's back playing wrestler um, and now that he's got a wrestling costume again if he wants to play wrestler with me, I'll happily punch his content. <laughs> and he can put that on his YouTube channel and get as many fucking views as he wants. <laughs> oh, fire chance, Simon is listening to this. And then I'll do that Jules cunt, I know. Because fuck him. Just going after the whole team. Just the one. Just the one. <laughs> Just the one. And the bird. <laughs> the mad bird and all, do her. 
I don't know how this let's I don't know does a cut but Fuck him <laughs> What culture's going down here? <laughs> Coming to approach a new year, the entirety of what culture is all things have. But uh, I got to move on to you. That's a question. Uh, you recently delved into the world of promoting with the uh, PWI. You ran your first show recently. How did you find that experience? It was really, it was stressful, mm-hmm. but as daft as it sounds, one of the biggest stresses on the day was actually that I, I wasn't as stressed as I thought I would be. Which then made me more stressed because I thought I'm obviously forgetting something. Yeah. But no, it was it was it was it was really good. It was really um, obviously it was nerve wracking when like you're getting your email every day for Ringside World telling you how many tickets are away, mm-hmm. and obviously the same as anything, you're going to hit a point where it's well, it's a wee bit. I think when I initially announced it, mm-hmm. there was a wee flurry of tickets, and then for a long time it was nothing, and I thought, well, I'm going to have a show in front of ten folk. Um, and then it obviously we ended up with about the venue held 200 and we ended up with about I think about 184 or something um, which for a first show isn't, uh, isn't bad uh-huh. um, and it, it, it was it was it was really satisfying as well um, it was satisfying to see uh, like it's actually been it's been a while since I've actually been able to just sit down and actually watch a show yeah because it sounds daft but when you're normally in there wrestling with them or on the same shows you forget how much like genuine world class talent we've got here I've been able to just sit down and watch Fico, watch Liam, BT, Blaze, just watch them mixing it up with guys that are coming through. And it was it was really good. It was really good. Um, I've booked another. I've got another two shows this year, and then I've booked so far. I've booked another four for next year. Okay. Um, so it's, it's definitely something that I want to keep going, um, and I'm really want to use it. Like um, I was quite lucky because I debuted quite quite early mm-hmm. after I trained. Well, I started training, I debuted like six months after, and also at the time when I first broke through, there wasn't anywhere near as much as much trainees coming through at that point. Whereas now, even though the level of trainees much higher than when I came through, there's also countless more. Yeah. Um, so I'm really keen to try and use use my show as, as a way to help the folk coming through at PBW to try and give them a wee foot. Like, at the very least, I'll give them a chance and see if they can make a name for themselves. If I give them a chance and they're pish, then at least I give them a chance. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, aye. So it's definitely something I want to keep going. Yeah. As I was say, is this something you've been thinking about doing for a while? Like you kind of always wanted it maybe to run your own show? Um, it's, so, it's something that for the past maybe two years I've really considered. Uh-huh. Like my, my goal the whole time, obviously in an ideal world, you main event WrestleMania, you do this, yeah. that and the other thing. Um, but like in reality, my goal's always been that I want to make a full-time living at wrestling. Like wrestling's what I love, wrestling's what I want to be involved in for as long as I can be. Mm-hmm. And as much as there is like getting opportunities for the actual performance side of things, I'm more realistic now than they probably ever have been for folk in Scotland. Also, the level of competition you get these spots is incredibly, incredibly strong. Um, so I think that just now, if I can just try and add as many different strings to my bow and as many different things that I could offer somebody then that gives me a better chance of making a full time living at wrestling and uh, you talked about the, f- the shows you've got coming up Are you, is there any details you can give us at this time about those shows um, so we're back uh, sorry we're debuting in Lark Hall 
um, on the 20th of September mm-hmm. this year. We're back in View Park on the 29th of November. It's a different a different venue in View Park, but it's only like five minutes down the road. And the next show's kind of kicking off like a Young Lions tournament uh-huh. that I'm running with, with the PBW Academy, again, to try and give people um, a wee foot in the door, um, get them out in front of the crowd, get them used to wrestling in front of the crowd, and try and show everybody what they can do. Because as good as they're at training, it's completely different wrestling a match at training wrestle a match in front of a crowd and the only way they're going to learn that is by somebody giving them the chance um, so hopefully they don't fuck it because I've got bills to pay well we all hope you don't as well fingers crossed aye yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to be going to some quick fire in a moment but first I have one more question I wanted to put this in quick fire but I thought it would be too cruel cool <laughs> to put this in quick fire it's kind of a three part question it's kind of a dream opponents question but as singles wrestlers as a tag team and as a trio with Kid Fight so I was going to say, it's kind of three parts, so I thought I'd be a bit too cruel to put that as a quick fan. Dream tag team opponents, for me, I'd love to wrestle Fight Club. Yeah. Uh, me and him against Fight Club, I'd love to, I'd love to do. Um, what about you for tag team? Um, Fight Club's a good shout, I, I'd love to have a singles, uh, not a singles, but um, just a, a normal tag match with the Briscoe Brothers. Um, oh, obviously, we, we got the chance to um, work a bit with them. At the hydro, um, yeah. but I think just kind of a two-on-two environment. I, in terms of a trio, after watching Double or Nothing, um, I'd like to as Fight Network work against fucking Stronghearts, um, Phil oh. W. Um, I think we could fuck their shit up. <laughs> um, and as a singles opponent, I'll say Rockstar Spud or Sabu. Interesting. Trio, probably the one that I've got my own now is when he's back I'd like Fight Network against the full sort of um, filthy gen oh. um, because me, you and Ross well, we've all wrestled Stevie countless times, yeah. be it on the camps or whatever. Okay Lisa, um, so are you implying that because she's a woman she's less of a member, Kriger? Oh, <laughs> uh, not at all. But what I'm implying is, is that I fancy her chances against the Kaylee Kelly with Kick or Good answer. Good answer. Um, very well done. So, <laughs> it's, it's very factual. So I, re- I reckon that we could, especially after the the other night where that was the first time we properly wrestled the Kings of Catch. Mm. I think that all sixes could produce something quite special. And if it wasn't them, who else? The Shield. <laughs> The NWO. The NWO. The NWO, yes. NWO. And as a singles, I still really like to get a singles match with TJ because okay. he trained me and I've never I've never ever done it. And if he was busy, uh, Gangrel. Just because. Gangrel's blocked deck on Twitter. It is. Is it? Uh, well, I think so. He might have unblocked me now. It started off as a kind of friendship because I used to tweet him about how um, I used to get grounded for trying to put red sauce in my brother when I was wee and kid when I was getting my blood bath. Um, and he gave it a like as if, oh, that's nice, Kill will give me a wee like as if he thought I was letting me make a wish kid or something, right? And then, like, he kind of slowly started liking less and less of my stuff. Then I heard that he was, <laughs> I heard that he was doing the camps, right? I didn't know that he wasn't doing or running the camps, but he was doing the camps at the same time as us. So I essentially started what can only be described as, like, a, harassment. Se- a severe harassment of Gangrel telling him that I was going to batter him. Thinking, thinking in my head that I was working a, I was working a match um, and he blocked me right. so that hurt cheers for bringing it up <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say now that you mentioned Gary all I can think of is the fight network versus the brutes 
There we oh go. There we go. Who needs to replace? Somebody needs to replace Edge, but and I Christian and Christian. Who could we get to replace Edge and Christian? Um, who the fuck can deal with that outlasted Edge and Christian? Me, he's a vampire. Oh, I, I oh, think I die. Um, Typically, Kevin Fawn, he's a vampire, Kevin and Fawn. fucking Christopher Lee. Sinister monster. I was going to say the Harry's there are technically the new brood, but they're brood in their name, nonetheless. I know Jeff's injured at the moment, but they're oh. still technically vested. You want fucking Jeff Harder, you want Christopher Lee, mate? Like, he was Dracula, he was Dracula. I thought, do you mean Christopher Dracula. Lee as in what? He was Dracula. As in what, Saruman? Aye, uh, uh, he was Dracula. Cool, she know did? He is, actually. He is, did, didn't he? God rest. Vampire. God rest. Aye, R.I.P. Well, this episode's get, dedicated. I'll get, get dedicated. <laughs> a true legend. <laughs> Sorry, that was rude. <laughs> These farmer doesn't listen, do they? <laughs> I don't know them. I've never met them. <laughs> but, yeah, I was going to say good facts, Lauren. I do agree with what you said about Kaylee. Like, she has the Queen of Insanity after all. Oh yeah, she would definitely bat us. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. See, I'm, I'm agreeing trying to get on our good side so I don't get battered. Oh no, no, definitely, definitely. Like we've had Sabu and Kaylee mm-hmm. in the same locker room. And I reckon I would fancy my chances fighting Sabu and Mel. Uh-huh. Then Kaylee. I reckon Kaylee would bat me. So, uh, before we go to quick fire, I want to ask uh, about your the story behind your nicknames, uh Scott Master Sexy and the the Blood Tourists about how Basically about your process of coming up with the, the names. Uh, I just thought Blood Tourist sounded cool. <laughs> <laughs> basically, what <laughs> basically what happened was um, Lou got a wee tiny cut in his nose once in Denmark and then thought... Excuse well, me, well, mate. Excuse well, me. I'm a deathmatch wrestler. Right. I decided that I was going to delve into the world of deathmatch wrestling. And obviously, Deck isn't fully supporting me at the moment. Mm. But I thought Blood Tourist sounded more like a deathmatch wrestler than... The sexiest man professional wrestling. <laughs> now, when Lou says it, he was going to delve into uh-huh. deathmatch wrestling, he says that as if he's now. I've still never done it. Down. It's the biggest walking wrestling. Aye, look, you've never done it. You've never ever done it, and you never will do it. I, I, ble- I bled in Denmark. You did to get a wee sir nose. Fun fact, I actually think steel chairs are dead heavy. Well, they're really hard to swing about, so. I'm a shite hardcore wrestler. Yeah, it's a shite wrestler, I know. Excuse yeah. you. <laughs> um, what, what was the question? Sorry, uh, I started slapping him. Yeah. Just the story behind your nickname, the Scott Master Sexy. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I thought it sounded cool and it made me laugh. So I thought other people might laugh. Yeah. I was probably watching Grandmaster Sexy at the time <laughs> and thought, he's not been a book for a while. Let's steal his shit. Mm-hmm. Aye, that's. Well, I didn't think it's something cool, but that's a heavy shite story. That's the, the nickname all the birds used to give me. <laughs> that's what it was. It's a nickname that. Lose more gave me. <laughs> Boom! Drop my elbows. Oh, my mom passed three years ago. <laughs> Wait, I know you're more. <laughs> well, that's rude. This episode is dedicated to. <laughs> dedicated to a lot of people at this point. Yeah. Christopher Lee. Yeah, there's been a lot of death in this episode. Sounds like a thing. We'll move on to the quick fire before there's any more. Before there's any more death. Uh, is that for some quick fire questions? Aye, maybe we'll get a quick fire Alright, here we go. This is the first last one that comes to your head. Uh, Rock or Austin? Austin. Austin. Trish or Lita? Lita. Lita. Cody or Omega? Ooh. Cody. Uh, Omega. Taker or Kane? Taker. Taker. Favourite wrestling game? No mercy. Here comes the pain. Pish. 
Fuck off, mate. <laughs> Favourite wrestling pay per view? Heatwave 98. SummerSlam 2002. Favourite Taylor Swift stuff? Oh, yes. We were talking, how much time have you got? Mine. The one at the end of the hair is gonna hate that one. Shake it off. Shake it off. <laughs> Fucking banger. Uh, new or original recipe behind Brew. There's no difference. Uh, I don't taste a difference. It's fella shite if you say there is a difference. <laughs> TV show you're currently binge watching? Killing Eve. Uh-huh. I just watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine all the time. Oh. <laughs> like, Nine-Nine? All the time. <laughs> There's a lot of us on this podcast that love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I did a weekend myself. Very good. That was my pop Mary, just... <laughs> <laughs> Favourite wrestling tag team? Apart from yourselves, it does. Past or present? Three birds. Rob Van Damme Sabu. What? Nobody <laughs> has ever answered that question with RVD and Sabu. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe if I properly thought about it, I'd have a different answer, right? But it's quick fire, mate. So that's the first fucking maybe not, mate. That's the first tag team that came Bastard, <laughs> that is the first tag team that came to your mind. <laughs> RVD and Sabu. I thought, who's a heavy class tag team? I thought RVD and Sabu. <laughs> They're a class tag team. Probably got a couple of words. <laughs> TJ, who's your kid fight? Ooh. <laughs> you say one, I'll say the other one. Scott Maverick. <laughs> um, <laughs> were they at the same time? No. You say. You say one. <laughs> um, kid fight. TJ. And if you could form a tag team with any wrestler, who would it be? Again, Patrick Sabu. <laughs> <laughs> Undertaker, probably would kill much in singlets. Fair enough. And with that, we're gonna. Yeah, is he getting to pick two? That's pish. <laughs> How come you can pick two? That's not a tag team if you pick RVD and Sabu, that's pish. Add to narrow it down. Um, fucking. El Santo, actually. Can I change my favourite wrestler one, Fairly? Alright. I don't know who that is. El Santo? Who? Shadam, who that is? Yeah, he was a legendary luchador. I think he, he was never seen without his mask. He was in films and all that. He was a hero mask. El Santo is great. <laughs> I heard, I heard someone, fucking, like, someone compared him to the Mexican. Like Zorro and Spandex, man. <laughs> right. Cool. I don't know who that is. Yeah, so we've got a team of Craig Gerson, Undertaker and El Santo and the King Champ. And with that we're going to wrap this up once again. I just want to thank you for, for joining us. And if you want to again, you want to plug your social media and uh, Craig, I mentioned where people can find information about uh, future shows that you're doing. Facebook, Twitter and Instagram um, for myself is all at Craig at PBW. Mm-hmm. For um, the shows that I'm running, um, on Facebook, just search Pro Wrestling Innovation, and on Twitter, it's at Pro and Two, the number two. Um, my Facebook's Looking Sharp, Twitter and Instagram's at Looking Sharp PBW. Um, my, look at, uh, my YouTube is Looking Sharp TV. And I want to say we're on Anchor, Spotify, all good Android podcasts and sites. Give us a follow, give us a rate and subscribe. And we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Suplex Retreat. Gentlemen, this has been a very heated interview at points, <laughs> but it's been very enjoyable having you with us. Oh, cheers for having me, mate. Oh, thank you. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the fuck you think you're doing. Whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of dick tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retreat, whatever the fuck you're doing, that's what you should be doing, I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions, get on it right now!
Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.